Morning, partner. What do we got today, Gray? 25-year-old Caucasian female, Tracy Calloway. Same as the other? Same as the others. Bloody hell. Join homicide detectives Dean Tidwell and Grayson Copeland as they delve into the darkness that their city welcomes with open arms. As they search for a serial killer, known only as the Gray-Eyed Man, from slaughtering his next victim, they put their jobs, families, and lives in jeopardy, only to learn there's more than one. Read it all in David K. Montoya's book, Through the Eyes of Madness, available at mythmart.com and where books are found. This book is not for the faint of heart. Consider yourself warned. And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Mythbits. You made an excellent choice. G'day from SA. This is Tim here with episode 224 of the World of Mythbits. Welcome fellow writers, fellow creators, uh, wonderful poets out there, the creative spirits of the world. Thank you for joining me for episode 224. I hope you have been enjoying the, um, the podcast uh, and um, yeah, been having as much fun as uh, listening to it as I have been having in creating it. Uh, thank you to David K. Montoya and Stephanie J. Barty for the opportunity uh, to be uh, in this way part of the Dark Myth Publishing family, I guess. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, and thank you to Dave uh, for this week's theme. Um, no, sorry, Dave gave me a theme uh, and I'll probably look at that for, uh, for episode 225. But thank you to Steph. For, uh, for this week's theme uh, on the back of my children's novel um, The Neighbour being available through uh, Dark Myth Publishing or M- MK, uh, M Kids Press the uh, subsidiary of Dark Myth Publishing uh, and I'm really thrilled I, I have uh, a copy uh, a hard copy of, uh, of the book and I've been reading it with my daughters last night we started chapter one, we got through chapter one, uh, and they didn't want to stop. So we, uh, we plowed through chapter two, uh, and they went more, 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 Dad. So we got through to chapter three out of five, and uh, I said, look, we really have to stop it here. Um, otherwise, we'll be going into your bedtime, uh, past your bedtime. Um, yeah, but I've been really enjoying reading it with them, and... Um, yeah, they've been saying that it's a uh, really cool, good fun adventure, uh, a little bit scary in parts, maybe. Um, yeah, I was getting uh, getting all the right feedback, all the oohs and ahs and gasps uh, in the right sort of area, uh, right sort of areas. Yeah, and it was fun to read. It was fun to, to sort of go back over that um, the the story that I wrote so many 
years ago that's been rejigged and re reworked and uh and that that sort of thing and uh and sort of developed a bit um and yeah to uh to actually be able to read it in that published format um i think we've done quite well like uh myself as the author but then also Steph in her role as the editor and then um the um the cover illustrations really good the um the front and the back uh i i quite like them a lot they seem to tie in very well with the story um but yeah and then the um the little um like at the start of each chapter the um the simple um illustration design that's there consistently throughout uh, i think Steph, you've done a really good job and i want to thank you for it but the yes so on the back of that the theme for uh this episode for episode 224 so you're a published author now what and i think that's a great question and i think it's a, a unique individual question as well <clears throat> excuse me um and i'll i'll in a minute i'll i'll explain why but before we kick off with that I uh, just got a little bit of housekeeping to get into, so uh, so let's jump across to there. Let me just hunt that down. Where are you? Here we go. Um. So, da, da, da. we're recording episode two twenty. 223? No, 224. Uh, housekeeping. Okay, so Steph says plug your book for sure. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, so on mythmart.com, make sure that you jump on. Uh featured uh at the moment, of course, is the neighbor. Uh and also there's uh Dave's great new book um as well as Cliffs um, and Jim's, a few others, but I'll sort of get into Mythmar in just a sec. Uh, the OCC, the Open Contract Challenge, is in its first phase of voting. Uh, so the top 11, of course, I mentioned in the last podcast. Congratulations all. Um, probably soon... After this goes live, I reckon we'll be into the next round and the top five, which is quite exciting. Um, I know, uh, I reckon it's 2nd of June was the cutoff for the submission for the first chapters uh, and the author uh, images for the top 11. And congratulations to that 11 uh, that I mentioned in the last podcast. It's, um, yeah, it's a... a tough bunch for sure uh it's going to be some great stories coming out um first second and third with the talent that's in that pool first second and third are going to be ripper stories for sure um so just a reminder to everybody that the uh world of myth magazine is on hiatus uh that's to give steph and dave time to create the new layout but they're still accepting submissions. So I reckon the submission cutoff 
for the June edition is now done. Um, so start submitting your October uh, stories and poems and images now with a Halloweeny sort of theme. That should come out, I reckon, the end of October. Um, and then I believe after that, it will go back to being monthly. So then there should be a November edition, a December edition, um, and that sort of thing. So, I, yeah, I think that's the case. Um, so still keep sending in your stories, keep sending in your poems, your artwork uh, to the usual website, uh, to the usual email address. Um, Steph, as, uh, in her role as chief editor, will be going through and picking the ones that go through. Um, by now there should be an email already sent out, I reckon, to those who have been accepted for the June edition. And don't forget as well, the e-magazine will be free, will continue to be free for people to read, to view, to access. Uh, but there will be a printed copy of the publication starting with June. Uh, and I guess that will be based on the layout of the e-magazine, um, just a, a, a physical version of that, I'm assuming. Um, the, yes, yeah, so that should be available to purchase. I'm not sure what price yet, but that should be available to purchase um, sometime around the end of June, I would say. I don't think that you'll find that the e-magazine will um, become available um, and the print copy, they, you might be able to pre-order print copies. Uh, I would say that it would be uh, at or around the time of the e-magazine going live that the print copies will be available for purchase as well. Uh, and also, uh, Dave's been able to organise a great deal on shipping. Um, so shipping's now been updated, so it's not as expensive to order from Canada or Australia, which is really cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know uh, I've got a, a few um, friends and family that, uh, that are interested in buying copies of The Neighbour already, which is brilliant, which is amazing, which is wonderful support. Um, and it's good news that I can direct them to Mythmart and encourage them to purchase from there. Uh, and the shopping, uh, the shipping, shopping, shipping. Well, shopping will cost less because the shipping has been reduced, which is really cool. Uh, and also just a note for um, the... Um, Australian or South Australian um, listeners that uh, I am, uh, I do have some lovely connections in with the SA library system. Uh, so I'm trying to, uh, to get my children's novel out to, um, to South Australian libraries. And uh, I've already made a giant leap in that direction, getting a, um, a library supplier to um, stop the book um, and the um, the selection list that every library has access to. I've already sent a, a message out to my colleagues to say, hey, please keep an eye out. 
in the next month's selection list. So it'll be early next month that uh, libraries will hopefully buy it for their library. Uh, and then following that, it might be a month or two before it actually hits the shelves, which, yeah, I'm very, very excited about. This is, um, yeah, something that I, I've always um, believed is important is to um, to create those connections with your local library uh, as an author. And I know a, a few authors, a few writers uh, are doing that already, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, I think the, um, the opportunity to tap into libraries and to, to utilize libraries, uh, I think is, um, is not always well done. I'm just going through. Here we go. I will look into it. What have you got for? Ooh, that's a very loud noise from my tummy. All right. Okay, and I reckon, Dave, looks like there's nothing much from Dave for housekeeping. Just what Looper had. So let's have a quick look. Looper's also said, please, 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 the um, the book sales are going quite well on um, Mythmart, which is awesome. Uh, I can just see um, C. Flint, Promise Rewards, um, Alien of Orchid Lake, Orchid Orchard. I, I keep getting that wrong, Jim. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Unwelcomed. Uh, I've got some stories in Unwelcomed. Um, Zombie works, but Steph stressed to me, please, please, please talk about the t-shirts and the other things that Mythmart does. Come on. Apparel. There we go. Ah, so it's a trap. $21.99. Uh, All of these prices are excluding sales tax. Um, Be the person you were too lazy to be yesterday. There's some great t-shirts. Advocate, educate, love, accept. That's the um, the positive about autism t-shirt as well. Looper's Bits, the podcast, 100th episode t-shirt. Ooh, I wonder if there's going to be like a World of Myth 250th episode t-shirt. Now, that's an interesting idea. Are you listening, David K. Montoya and uh, Stephanie J. Barty? I reckon that'd be kind of cool. But that's just me. Uh, Ooh, the World of Myth Bits, the podcast t-shirt. Ah, cool. That's pretty awesome. And then, I love this. Zoe M. Montoya's Uni Whale. There's a boys and a girls. That's quite cute. So you're very talented. Very talented. Yeah, there's some amazing, wonderful t-shirts there. Uh, So make sure that if you're jumping on, checking out the book section or the comic book section of um, Mythmart or um, MK Press as well. 
uh, if you're interested in getting a uh, a certain book by a certain South Australian. Um, but yeah, make sure that you check out the apparel section too. Because yeah, there are some very cool looking t-shirts and very unique looking t-shirts. And then, on to today's theme. So, let's dive in. And yeah, like I said, you've published something, now what? And all I can do is I can really sort of just reflect on what I've seen other authors, other writers do. Um, There's the, the... like the social media type stuff. Um, there's like Facebook, reaching out to Facebook, Facebook friends and uh, that sort of thing. Um, you can kind of drum up some sales and some interest that way. Um, I've actually, I think I've been smart in that I have uh, linked my Facebook account and my Instagram account. So anything that I, po- I post on Facebook seems to come up on my Instagram and I've got people that uh, that aren't on Facebook at all but they're seeing a lot of the stuff that I put up on Instagram but I need to figure out the one thing I think I do okay is actually go through and keep track of Facebook and conversations with Facebook and Messenger and that sort of thing but the thing I honestly have to say that I don't do well is the Instagram side of it. I can't figure out how to follow the threads on Instagram or to comment on comments or uh, that sort of thing. So for that, I apologize. Um, I'm trying, uh, but my knowledge and understanding of, uh, of social media and the slight variations of the different social media products um, yeah, I, unfortunately, I uh, and uh, a lot of what I do on Facebook as well is text-based. Sometimes I'll come up with images. Um, sometimes I'll think of doing a video. Uh, sometimes I'll do a live. But for the most part, uh, it's, it's just text-based because that's just how I roll, how I work. The quickest and easiest thing to be able to do. And that's not necessarily what's going to catch people's eyes or not necessarily what's going to drum up sales or um, generate interest or or that sort of thing. Um, But, uh, oh, and the other thing too is uh, a lot of my colleagues at work are encouraging me to to jump on uh, the TikTok platform or BookTok platform uh, and try and create something interesting and engaging, short, punchy. Um, I can see that uh, Steph's already created, uh, Steph's all over TikTok, doing a great job. Um, I can see that she's uh, produced a a wonderful um, video for me uh, for for the neighbour, the pre-sale that she's popped up on the um, World of Myth or Dark Myth uh, TikTok account, which is really cool. And I'm, yeah, I'm very grateful for that, for that wonderful support. Uh, Based on that as well, I've been lucky enough that a friend over in the UK who's uh, a wonderful narrator, um, 
he's uh, he's sort of picked hand handpicked various bits and pieces of what he's already seen online that's uh, that's promoting my book, um, and he's sort of put together a YouTube video as well that uh, that I've shared. That was one thing though. Uh, I can see that it's been fixed now, but uh, I did notice that the um, I reckon the original TikTok video had joined the adventure, but it had an R instead of an E in the because they're so close together on the keyboard. And so what happened was um, one of my colleagues from, uh, from a country town library has actually picked that up. He was the first one to comment and say, hey, love the, the, prom- uh, love the promo, would love to get a copy of the book. Did you realise that? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've realised, I noticed it when I first saw it. Um, but unfortunately, when uh, my friend Alan did his YouTube video, <clears throat> Un- unfortunately, um, he used the um, a snippet of the TikTok video, which had the, um, the R instead of the E in there. So, so um, the um, I uh, I truly appreciate the uh, the efforts that people are going to to help me to promote and to get word about my book out there. Um, yes, but the um, the the librarian in me is like, oh, ooh, that's like grammatically not correct, and <laughs> so. Some people are already picking up on that, but I think that could be a great uniqueness to try and catch people's eyes as well. Uh, and hopefully they're, um, yeah, they're, uh, they're interested in, uh, in buying a copy of the book to, um, to see what the fuss is all about. So fingers crossed, hopefully I can sell a few. That's one way. So the whole social media platform... Um, yeah, is is one way that uh, that I'm uh, I'm pro, uh, promoting, and that's one way that a lot of authors are already like well ahead of the game, uh, far far better at it than I am, uh, and all I can do is basically learn from uh, from what they're doing and and sort of see how I can adapt it to my own style, uh, and see if that will work for me too. Um, so yeah, hopefully there's uh, there's a few sales that will come out of there. Uh, I've actually um, I mentioned like word of mouth is a, a good way as well to try and promote. Um, I should in my uh, privileged position as the um, team leader of our local library, I should really be getting myself organised and looking toward running some sort of an event. At, uh, at our library and hopefully a few of the other local libraries as well around the area and, uh, and sort of drum up interest that way. That's, uh, that's another great way to actually connect with readers and potential readers, um, being able to, um, yeah, being able to sort of meet with them face to face and read a passage or share the experience or drum up that excitement that way. Um, I know that um, 
my local community. We've uh, we've got a um, a children's um, a picture book writer uh, living in the local community, and we've had uh, one or two events with Carrie, and the first initial event was a great big deal. We had like easily the most people in the library on a weekend day. Um, We have since beaten that record, uh, but it was a challenge to do and we needed another fairly major event, I think, in order to do it. But um, yeah, there's a lot of local support for... um, for authors, and I'm hoping that I will have something similar. I know that um, that Carrie, uh, with her picture books, I know that uh, with the work that she's done in a local kindergarten, work that she's done in a local primary school, uh, oh sorry, not primary school, um, work that she's done, uh, maybe primary school, primary school, uh, high senior, well, anyway, the um, the connections that she's made in community already helped to make that event that we ran quite the success. Uh, I mean, the follow-up event that we did with a different book, um, we didn't quite have as strong a response, but I'm hoping that with this initial book, with The Neighbour, that uh, hopefully I can actually drum up similar support from the community um here at a at a local level and yeah see see how many copies i can sell but you've got to be able to invest before you can do something like that so you need to be able to physically buy the copies before you're able to on sell them uh, and try and make a little bit of a profit over the top because i mean your time your signature your personal uh, that personal interaction has to be worth something. And it's finding that price that people are willing to pay. I think that's the thing. You've got people could buy their own copy. Um, like with the, um, the author events that we have, uh, we get booksellers coming in, but then we've also got a, um, like a Walmart um, up above us, uh, a shop called Big W., it's like from the um, the Woolworths um, family of um, yeah we've got Woolworths Big W uh, so Big W's above us they sell a lot of books and they sell them at a reduced rate so a lot of people will actually take the opportunity to go up and buy a copy from Big W before coming down to the event so rather than buy from the bookseller but then there are enough people that will buy from the bookseller at that increased rate um, and still the author gives both readers, both copies, the same treatment. And I think that's important. That's something important that I've learned as well is when you're interacting with people, regardless of how they have supported you, Uh, regardless of who they've supported along the way to support you, you still need to give that same experience time and time and time again. So yeah, I'm hoping that um, I'm going to be enough of an interest for people 
to listen to as, uh, as an author, uh, regardless of age, because um, I'm looking at trying to publish things aiming at different markets, like the adult market with my fantasy novels, um, the children's market with my, um, my children's books, um, hopefully some of the stuff that I will be writing in the near future will sort of aim at that young adult or teen market as well, um, hopefully. Yeah, the, you've, you've got to, I'm, I'm coming up with story ideas that I'm hoping will satisfy audiences of all ages rather than sort of trying to aim for a niche market. But we'll see. I mean, time, time, uh, time will be the guide. Time will, uh, only time will tell, they say. Um, so anyway, yeah, the, now that you're a published author, the challenge is marketing yourself as well as marketing your products. Uh, and the more products that you have, the easier perhaps it is to sort of generate interest, uh, generate more people to come along to your events, to hear you talk, to see what you have for sale, to, he to hear what you have to, s to say. Um, but marketing yourself, that's going to be the real challenge for me. Uh, and I guess it would be a challenge for some of us, not all of us. Um, and I don't know if that comes down to the introvert versus the extrovert. And I've found that over the years, I've really had to grow into my role as uh, MC or as the, the face of the library. Um, the, um, yeah, what the community sees and who the community associates with uh, our local library service. So it's, yeah, over the, over the years, I've sort of had to develop those skills to stand up in front of people. Um, I distinctly remember um, year eight, like a early, early high school years, and having to make oral presentations. And it is what I dreaded. It's, um, it's like doing a eulogy at a funeral. It's standing up in front of all of those people and actually telling that story and actually saying those words. Um, and I've done numerous eulogies, unfortunately, um, over the years. Uh, I've done numerous oral presentations. I've done numerous um, MC events, especially, uh, especially at work. Um, but people have asked me to do speeches for them at their birthdays. Uh, I was the best man at my cousin's wedding. Um, uh, the um, best man at my brother's wedding as well. Um, yeah, just over, yeah, over the years... I've been the one that has sort of been thrust into the spotlight, sort of popped up front, uh, front and centre to sort of kick things off, to, uh, to interact with the crowd. Um, and I've had to learn those skills. The, the young kid 
in year eight that the paper was shaking oh, all through primary school, all through uh, early high school. The, the paper was shaking as I was trying to deliver this speech, this oral, oral presentation. I, through high school, I never did well with anything where I had to, to stand up and talk. Um, even through uni, I think I struggled a little bit with, uh, with a lot of that sort of stuff where, where you had to stand and deliver. Um, I wasn't great. Where you could hide behind the report or hide behind the, uh, the creative aspects, um, I was much better. Anything where I could be videoed and I could do it numerous times and numerous takes seemed to go well. Anything where I had to live, had to present um, in those early years wasn't great, I have to admit. Uh, and I, uh, I still sort of, not fear, but I still have that element of uncertainty um, where I have to talk about myself and I have to interact with um, even one-on-one, but especially a crowd, um, sort of standing up and presenting and talking and interacting uh, is still a little bit daunting. But uh, I think that's because I, um, I'm very much an introvert at heart. I like that quiet time. I like that sit down. Uh, and I think that's what I love about writing so much as well is you can sort of lose yourself in your own world uh, and you can tap away at the keyboard or write in your notebook or, um, and you have those moments to yourself where nothing else matters and it's all about you and it's all about discovering, first discovering the story. Um, that, that for me is a, a real thrill, gives me a real tingle uh, as I sort of go through that process. And that's why I love writing so much. Writing, regardless for the reason, whatever reason that you're writing for, um, any story idea that sort of pops in your head, and I want the time to be able to sit down and, uh, and bash it out and see where it's going to go. Um, it's, yeah, it's exciting. It's what thrills me and it, what, it's what tops up my energy reserves. Whereas there are other people that just adore and soak up the, uh, the opportunity to mingle with a crowd, to be the centre of a party or, uh, or that sort of thing. But that's not me. That's, um, I, uh, I still, I, uh, I have those moments of concern as, uh, as I think, oh yes, I'm walking into a room full of strangers and all eyes are going to be on me. Um, I sort of, I, I wonder why am I doing this? Why? Not what am I hoping to gain from it, but really, yep, yeah, just bottom line. Um, wh- why uh, am I putting myself through this? 
um, when I could be home reading or, uh, or I've got um, three or four stories that, uh, that are almost due or, um, <clears throat> yeah, there's, I'm still very much an introvert at heart and I still very much enjoy that, those quiet moments um, to, to recharge, to top up, to, uh, to get that tingle, that, that bit of a thrill. So that's, that's why um, I guess I put off those, those opportunities. Uh, I mean, my, my, um, my fantasy novel has been uh, out available through Amazon for, uh, for about five years now. And I still get the occasional sale uh, every now and again. But there, there was never any huge, like I didn't really promote it. Uh, I promoted it a little bit with um, the Libraries Network for South Australia, which is great. And I'm grateful to those libraries that purchased the, an initial copy. Uh, and also to those libraries who have accepted donated copies as well. Um, the, um, the whole process of promoting um, at the time when it first came out. Uh, yeah, it's, it's obviously something that I've really struggled with. Uh, and I don't know if that's because I've looked at the book that came out um, and without knowing about the process of self-publishing, I personally don't think that I self-published it very well. So I'm grateful, truly grateful to Dark Myth Publishing for uh, assisting me in creating this beautiful book that is The Neighbour. Um, I'm very proud of this one. Uh, and I hope you can hear that in my voice. The, um, yeah, just how thrilled I am to be able to hold a copy of that book, to be able to share that story with my daughters for nighttime reading and to sort of get that direct feedback. Um, the, the messages of support from um, friends and family who have purchased copies and have them in their homes uh, and that they're reading it, they're enjoying it. Um, yeah, that introverted me can sort of sit back and soak that all in uh, in the comfort of my own space. Um, but down the track, and hopefully not too far down the track, but down the track, uh, of course, there will be the, um, the interactions, the, the face-to-face, the standing in front of the crowd, um, all eyes on me. And uh, that's exciting, but it's also incredibly daunting. So, um, yeah, we'll see, we'll see where that goes. Um, and I guess my question out to the ether, out to the, um, the writer universe is, um, how else do you, um, 
promote. And I, um, I have to say that with a different company that um, I have published a few short stories with, there is somebody that I'm aware of that, uh, that published um, a book with them, uh, a great book. Congratulations, Paula. And uh, she had a, not house party, what's it called? Um, it's like a, an online event. Went for, did it go for 24 hours? Went for something crazy anyway. Um, maybe even 12 hours. And, uh, and that was nuts. The, the whole, what she did was, um, with the assistance of the, the company uh, that she published with, uh, what she did was uh, an online event where she kicked it off and um, another author stepped in and took over. Um, a takeover, I think it might have even been called. Um, but yeah, and then it sort of came back to Paula again and then another author came in uh, and I was lucky enough to be a part of it sort of halfway down uh, but it was crazy, like it was nuts. Um, I didn't have the opportunity to get much material prepared. And there was... The reason why I agreed to take part was that there was a, um, an opportunity to pre-record stuff. But it took me... Um, a good couple of hours, not really knowing what I was doing once again, took a couple of hours to pre-record throughout the day and then trying to schedule it and upload it. The, um, the programs that I used to try and do that maybe weren't the right ones or I didn't give it enough time or using the type of equipment I only had my mobile phone, uh, trying to use that to create good enough, uh, high enough quality material in order to help to promote the book in question that we were launching. Launch party, that's the one. We had a launch party. Um, launch party takeover was what it was. And... If done well, I can see how that would engage interest from multiple viewers, um, hopefully drum up some sales. Um, if you're able to do it live, like the live stuff, um, there's a great potential for interaction, for, um, for two-way conversation um, and for engagement that way but through the safety of the screen. For, for somebody uh, who's quite introverted, that could work quite well. But it was, yeah, the whole... Uh, it was fun, but it was a shambles, like this, this first experience. Um, yeah, it was, it was interesting, to say the least. Um, and hopefully there are a lot of lessons that we've been able to learn from that experience but we will only really know whether that's the case 
once we are able to jump on and try again, give it another crack. Um, yeah, the um, it's uh, it's all about finding the opportunities, taking the opportunities, um, and making them work. And when they don't work, adapting and adopting. Um, it's all about interaction. If you can create that interaction, you can create that conversation, and you can convince people that what you're trying to sell is what they want to buy, then nine times out of ten, hopefully, it will result in a sale. But if you don't go out there, you don't market yourself, you don't have the product handy, then you're sort of, you're relying on social media and digital advertising and um, yeah, you're sort of only getting like a a quarter of the potential. Um, And I think that's where I'm at at the moment. But who knows what's ahead? Who knows what's down the path? Fingers crossed we've got some successes. Fingers crossed um, the sort of the the feelers that I'm putting out at the moment and what what I am able to do is going to drum up some interest, is going to drum up some sales uh, and hopefully I'm going to find that the the monetary compensation or the, the payment that I'm going to get for what it is that I'm currently doing will help me to be able to set some funds aside to buy some books myself in order to then start doing that face-to-face. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a brave new world. Uh, it's a, uh, a fun world, a fun scenario to be in. So hopefully as creators, as authors, as writers, as poets, uh, as artists, hopefully you are finding your own way to, uh, to get that interaction to create that, uh, that two-way street uh, or at least getting word out about the products and about what it is that you have available for people to purchase enough that people enough that enough people will purchase and then the the circle goes around and around and around so hopefully that's helped uh hopefully you've got some sort of benefit from my rambling um and make sure that you jump onto MythMart, continue to buy those brilliant amazing books uh comic books um but yeah While there, make sure that you stop in, check out the apparel, and grab yourself a t-shirt. Bye for now.